All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So, for today's topic, I want to talk about this Justice League Snyder Cut. Yes. Yes. So, off the top, I just want to say thank you for taking your time so that I can speak through this podcast. (laughs) So, thank you, uh, Zack Snyder and team, for making this real DC story a reality. Because in, in all honesty, DC can be very dark. It's very grown, very mature, very, you know, there's chest hair in DC. There's brute cologne in DC comics. You know, uh, in DC, women have muscle. You know, it's like the the, the back sweat on, on the women will, like, get you killed. It's like, you know, you can be poisoned by the, the, the beauty and the strength of an Amazon, you know, and so there's just so many things that are so strong, so uh, uh, strong, masculine, strong and dominant feminine in uh, D.C. And I mean, look at Wonder Woman. Now, I know they chose Gal Gadot. She's a beautiful woman. She's eye candy. Uh, but that character, that role has traditionally been just as tall or taller than Superman. Like there's even the way a few artists had uh, drawn Wonder Woman where she was maybe even taller than and, and larger than Superman, um, which is kind of fitting for her character. Uh, and, and for Superman, you know, it. I understand he looks good. He's got like that strong kind of like perfect, you know, uh, uh, Moses Jewish, you know, look. But DC just, oh my God. Like, where do I start? You know, there's just there's just so much to chew on. So I was like, you know what? How how do I want to break this down? I'm like, okay, let's break it down by person. Let's break it down by the love that I saw on screen. And then let's break it down by villain. Number one, Clark Kent, Superman, absolutely loved, 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 loved. The Pet Cemetery, don't wake him up. Looking a little bit groggy, a little bit cranky Superman. I can fight the whole Justice League Superman. The only thing that can stop me is the love for uh, Lois Lane Superman. I love that. I love seeing that. Now, we saw that scene in uh, the first Justice League. What I appreciated once again about this movie and having this four hour cut was now I can watch an hour, go walk, go for a walk. I can watch an hour, go eat lunch. I can go to work, come back the next day. Watch an hour, chill, have a little bit of fun, maybe a little, you know, ice cream, maybe have my tea. Go to bed, wake up next morning, watch an hour, and oh, man, that was good. Or if you just have the time, I have a a, a daughter, three-year-old daughter, so she's everywhere, and I'm super busy, so I don't have the time. (laughs) If you have the time, then you gobble that whole thing up on a Saturday or a Friday night or whenever you watched it, which... You know, good job. (laughs) Way to be consistent. But I love the Clark Kent. Superman is the hallmark character of DC. 
Like he is everything good about DC and Batman is everything I want to say dark and negative about DC told as a hero. He's like an anti-hero. Like sure he does a lot of heroic things, but like I had one of my one of my good friends even explain this like couldn't Batman just fund what is needed in <laughs> in Gotham? Like is it really necessary to to swing and swoop through and beat up drunks <laughs> have this elite fighting ability just to fight 20 drunks a night and i mean you're not going to age well doing that I, I think people know this most uh, uh career hall of fame basketball players get about 10 15 seasons um in football it's much shorter look at the schedule out of those 17 18 games guys as running backs maybe last four or five years. It's kind of like high school, college, four years of NFL, you're done. Fantasy, good job. You know, like we don't age well. And when you're when you're that hard on the body, it's going to be really tough. But back to Superman, I mean, you put up Superman in bright lights and the only other people that can contend with him as far as superheroes would be like Spider-Man. Spider-Man has always been an international success. So Spider-Man and Superman both represent what is good and great about both major franchises. It's just now Captain America has crept in there because he's a little bit more uh, closely rooted to American values because of how he becomes Captain America. But Clark Kent was dope. Clark Kent, Superman, loved that aspect, loved that view um, I love the, the closing scene where he's talking to Bruce Wayne and asks, How, how'd you get my mom's house back? You know, the bank had took it, the bank this, the bank that, the bank this, the bank that. And what does Bruce Wayne say? I bought the bank. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, with, with Bruce Wayne, Batman, I love Batman. Batman is actually my favorite character in the DC universe, in the DC world. And it's because of Batman that now I'm kind of a little bit addicted to Deathstroke and his story. So I've been kind of taking my time and looking through some of the comic books on Deathstroke a little bit too. Um, but yeah, that's Clark Kent. That's Superman. Cyborg. Let's talk about Cyborg. Absolutely loved the time they spent um, on Cyborg's development. It's so much better than what we saw in the two-hour movie. Now just... Being able to develop it. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier, six episodes. Uh, WandaVision, eight episodes. Uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think it's like maybe uh, 15 to 20 episodes a season. And that's just because they have so many characters they can keep telling the story. It's a soap opera. You need time. The way that he is created, you need time. I loved seeing the development of this character because we've seen cyborgs, I don't know how many times. I mean, people that are resurrected and brought back um, with the Lazarus pit uh, that Ra's al Ghul uses and that he throws Robin in to become the Red Hood, the Lazarus pit. Then there's characters like uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader is half machine. He's not all man. He's like burnt up. He's got metal legs, a whole metal arm. He's using the, he's got like a, a lung, you know, 
he's got that thing breathing for him. So he's a cyborg. So we know cyborgs and Frankenstein monsters in history. And this was maybe the best view of it that wasn't like Ghost in the Machine or, you know, Universal Soldier or, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what, what are some other, uh, oh, Pet Cemetery. So we had two Pet Cemetery candidates, you know, in this, uh, in this movie. We brought back Superman and then we basically brought back, uh, Cyborg, even though he didn't, I don't want to say technically die, which was funny because Cyborg was the number one person, um, to say, let's not do this after, you know, the way he was kind of getting those visions from the mother box. <laughs> he was saying, hey, let's not do this. And it was too late because Flash was already running full speed with that bolt of lightning. Um, Aquaman didn't care. Uh, Wonder Woman and Batman were saying, this is what's necessary. This is what must be done. And it's it's just the history. That's why they agree. It's, it's the history of their thought process, which I thought was really dope where Wonder Woman and Batman are going to uppercut their way into the issue, uppercut their way into the problem. Even though they're going to take some time to assess the battlefield, they're going to uppercut their way into things and make sure, uh, you know, they're making a, a good quality decision, a hard decision, you know, <laughs> they're going to make the tough decisions, which is okay. Um, so I, I really uh, thought the way they showed Cyborg was dope. Um, you know, it's a black man with a black mom and a black dad. He loses his mom. I think it's it's uh, cliche, but traditionally shown that in most most movies where a black with a black hero um, or black anything, it's always the dad that's gone and the mom that you know raises the child, raises it. And he was definitely a mama's boy. <laughs> I think we all are. If you love your mom, you're a mama's boy, um, which I thought was dope. You know, I thought it was really dope. So I love this this aspect of the story. I don't know how in the world they'd ever get a Teen Titans movie out of this, um, but I do watch. I did watch the show Titans. Thought it was dope. Loved it. Um, both seasons um, got really kind of. Uh, I don't want to say corny. But it got really uh, kind of chunky toward the beginning because you're trying to develop these characters. And in the second season, I feel like they kind of really got in, in full stride. So I, I thought that was dope. Um, but, you know, Cyborg was developed well. I love the fact that his dad, uh, <laughs> Mr. Stone, goes back to his Skynet roots. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but Wonder Woman, let's go to Wonder Woman. Now I'm going to say this in a way that I hope all of you will digest it. Um, the only way I really want to see Wonder Woman on screen is jamming that high heel down somebody's throat to be the only female superhero to have a movie. Now, we had Supergirl about 8,900 years ago. And as far as female superhero characters, there is no standalone female superhero character. 
because we're in an American audience, we're Republican, we're Democrat, men, we get a little bit in our feelings when we see a woman able to beat up a man. We're, we're slow to show things like that. You know, it's like if you saw Ronda Rousey beat John Jones, and a lot of you are saying this would never happen. But what I'm saying is if you saw Ronda Rousey beat John Jones, most men would piss their pants. I would say, wow, good fight. Way to use your skills and abilities to own the opportunity. And when it happens to us, we say, oh, that's just politics. Oh, that's just the corporation. Oh, that's just this company. Oh, that's just taxes. When it happens to us, we find a way to, to you know, delegate and push it off into some other, you know, reasoning. But when it's from a woman... We we got to get cute and, oh, that would never happen. She's too small. That would never happen. It's a fictional character. So, like, whenever I see Wonder Woman, like, slamming that boot up against somebody's forehead or kicking somebody through a wall, I'm like, good, yes. I don't want to see this character half done. I, like, I don't want to see a halfsies, you know, Wonder Woman. She's Wonder Woman. She should be wonderful all the time. So I paraded and loved what I saw, especially the Amazons. I mean, that was like a turn on seeing all these perfect women. And they weren't cute about it. These were dark skinned black women. These were fit and muscular white women. Now, of course, they did, you know, dye their hair that a lot of them were blonde. Not everybody's blonde. It's like. <laughs> everybody wants to be blind cisco was blind everybody all the women in hollywood are blind but not everybody was blind i think uh the, the crossfitters there were a few crossfitters in there i mean they showed the the beam crunch them and and, and smash them but i love seeing the amazons the amazonians be what they you know be what they are just do what you do you know it was dope so that was like the athlete in me and the competitor in me seeing this come from women is like, oh, now you're showing me something. And then like a punk, Steppenwolf saw all them spears come out and bow and arrows come out. Then he wants to teleport. It was fine to fight a couple people when you had the advantage, but then he wants to, you know, peace out. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Weenie. Um, Batman. This is the only time I've ever seen Batman with gray hair asking for help. He does not ask for help. Even in uh, uh, Justice League Doom. In Justice League Doom, if you watch that animated movie, you can see Batman. He gets shot and he literally just disappears and says, I'll be fine. Yoga. Uh... Chi Kong exercises, karate, ninjutsu, ninja, capoeira, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't know what Batman all knows. All I know is he has the money to afford to learn all of these things. And he has the, the prerequisite to walk into a room and know that he's better than everybody. So it's just dope. And this is the only time he's had to ask for help. And as we see later, as you get to the end, he's lost a Robin. So how long have we been fighting? 
And Batman has gone a little bit dark. I think if we saw in uh, Batman versus Superman, you saw it. Batman is killing folks. He's had enough. Now, here's the part we don't know. Now, this is this is the part that that is left out. If this Batman is old and Joker killed his Robin, which I believe is uh, Jason Todd, if the Joker has killed Jason Todd, that means there's a Nightwing somewhere. So it's it follows along and goes right along with the timeline that Titans is in, which is dope. So timeline, but not the same world, you know, which is dope. But Batman is asking for help. That's kind of sad, you know. You think about all the things he has, all the martial arts abilities, all the skills, all the money. Batman is looking for help. So the part I really dug about Batman in this one was, um, oh, let me jump back. Uh, the decision to make Superman's last breath, last holler, if you will, a frequency for the weak ones to show up was maybe one of the weirdest things and most powerful things I've ever seen. There's a scene in Apocalypse, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, where uh, Apocalypse says the weak ones have taken over. And that's, it, it's like the, the classic uh, quote, all that's necessary for evil to prevail is for the good people to do nothing. And that's not necessarily how easy it is, but it is. That is the truth. And what we don't know is when that frequency goes out, that the strong one has passed. I mean, Steppenwolf said it. There's no more Kryptonian. Who shows up? Who comes to throw down? Who comes to battle? So Batman was there and Batman seeing what he saw triggered some fear. So that made him want to go ask for help. Meeting Wonder Woman is going to make you want to ask for help because you got to realize, like just like Batman is the dark knight, you, there's a day and a night. There's a yin and a yang. He knows that with his martial arts. There's Harvey Dent, and then there's Two-Face. And then there's the two faces that he has. So, you know, right off the bat, Batman is very alive and present in this world that is so much more than him. He can do a lot of things and even find the spear that can kill Superman. But how many spears you got, bro? We've had, um, like, I played Arkham Asylum, uh, you know, years ago. Then Arkham City, which is one of the greatest games I, I think you could ever play. Um, Arkham Asylum. I'm sorry, Arkham City. Arkham City, one of the greatest games you could ever play. Uh, and then there was, I think it was Arkham Knight right after that. I think it was a different company, but it was such a dope game, like so dope. And the thing about Batman that makes him so fun and and and, and great in these uh, movies or these video games is uh, it it's in a more realistic platform. So martial arts and gadgets work very well in the video game, whereas Superman is so super, he's too super. I mean, he can fly 
and do all of the things that our brains can't, you know, comprehend. Like, I think I watched the most recent episode of Flash where he has super thought. Being able to run 100 miles an hour and think that fast on the drop of a dime is not normal. So, you know, <laughs> Superman is too super. Whereas with Batman, the fact that he is human and can ask for help, I mean, you, you get such a great and amazing game. But I asked a question, how many spears you got, bro? We haven't dealt with Deathstroke yet. And me personally, I absolutely love the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Absolutely, I won't say hated, but disapproved of the blocky, slow fight scenes with Bane. Someone like Deathstroke is going to be like fighting the Winter Soldier. If you watch the fights between the Winter Soldier and Captain America on that roof, or that whole movie in general, Batman would not have survived a fight with the Winter Soldier, even though he could easily best him. Just don't touch that arm. And we were talking about a guy that can disarm and take down Bane, who can punch right through a wall. So, I mean, yeah, he breaks his back, but Batman has enough to deal with, with Bane, Deathstroke, the Joker, the Riddler, Shiva. I mean, there's a lot of people in the DC Universe with hands that can throw bows. They've got hands. So the fact that Batman is asking for help means a lot. You know, it, 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 it's, it's not the same world that he fought crime in when he first put on the mask and, and the cowl and, and the cape. Um, now, uh, the Flash, so much more impressed with this Flash. They did not improve his running form, but I loved his antics. I love, you know, he's got that cute, funny, bubbly aspect to bring, um, which is very important in DC. Um, the, the, the major power that Superman has comes from our bright yellow sun. Flash is fun and eats a lot, which is kind of fun to do to an actor because that means he had to work out a lot <laughs> to stay in that, that distance runner type body of, you know, 5'11 and 165 that can run a five minute mile or so. So that was dope, you know. My critique on The Flash was great job. They just expanded what was good about him and limited what I feel like needed work, which was his running form. Um, Aquaman, still a G. Still a dominant character. Still a G. Loved him. Um, added more you know, to the beginning. Made his story a little bit more serious. Um, made him a little bit more you know, statuesque. Um, Jason Momoa is just that dude. I mean, you get any, you get everything you want by putting him in a film. He's just that dude. Um, while also not blowing, you know, making it all inconsistent with, you know, his movie, the Aquaman movie, which I, by the way, I do need to apologize. If the Wonder Woman outfit and some of the things in Wonder Woman were out of line, um, I apologize to the ladies and the hardcore fans. I did not see that. So I apologize. That's where I need to go back and look. I saw some of that criticism that Wonder Woman's uh, costume was inaccurate in relation to uh, 1984 and all that because in Wonder Woman 1984, we learn how to fly, don't we? So, uh, you know, some things change. 
Um, I guess the other note that I absolutely loved was the Olympians, Atlanteans, and World of Men, the the warriors of men fighting Darkseid and the Parademons. Um, so much better. Um, and once again, DC is the more old school, masculine, stick my chest out type of, of comic. Which, you know, I, I feel like now they've embraced more of the multicultural side. Um, if you look on, like, you know, the, the Arrowverse TV shows, you've got Batwoman is a black woman. Um, you got The Flash with Cisco, you know, Mexican guy, you know, Mexican heritage, brown pride. And then, you know, on, on you know, Arrow, you've got Diggle, um, which hopefully one of these days we'll get our black green Arrow. I have two friends that are saying they will be the... The, the Green Arrow, uh, Revis Dorsey, and another gentleman friend of mine in uh, in California. But they both say they are the the Black Green Lantern. And then there's Tyrese also auditioning for the role. Uh, but I love seeing um, this 5,000 year, years ago fight with the gods that were very powerful and slow moving. <laughs> it's like it was, they were like so powerful, but so slow. <laughs> And I guess that's, you know, that's the, the gift, you know, of being a God is you can, you can move slow, you know, it was just dope. I loved it. I dug it. You know, I thought that was, was really unique and, and a kind of a gift and a blessing to see all of that on one screen and, you know, see how bad dark side really is. I mean, he's a tough guy. He's a, a rough dude. And, and in order to get him to leave, you had to have the God of war chop him in the side of the neck. In the clavicle. Clavicle? Collarbone? Which one? I don't know. So, yeah. Um, very athletic. Very strong. There was a lot of cologne. <laughs> it was like there was a lot of cologne in this, in, in, in that in that fight scene. And um, I dug it. It was dope. I guess we've never really seen Zeus before, unless you're talking about, like, Immortals or Wrath of the Titans or, you know, uh, um, what, what was that second movie? Not Wrath of the Titans, but I can't remember what the sequel is called. But when we do see Zeus, he's usually in more of a mentor role. He's not doing much fighting. Not, not He's not throwing hands. And if you guys have seen um, Blood of Zeus, <laughs> you've seen that show on Netflix, boy, you get to see some people throw down. So it was dope to see this. And, and I'm seeing this as a more reoccurring theme. Seeing who the gods have to fight. And it's, it's it's really interesting to see who the gods have to fight in Titans and you know Dark Side and many others. So <clears throat> I think the only other two things I love the love aspect. You know, I love Lois Lane and Martha being the love, the strong love aspect in the core of Superman. I love Trevor still being the love aspect in the core of what ties Wonder Woman to um, our present day Earth, our present day planet? Um, Cyborg's dad and mom was a very interesting dynamic that is very common to a lot of, you know, American children. You know, mom is there loving me, holding me, giving me everything I need for my emotional intelligence. But dad is not because he's working so hard to provide for us. And that's <clears throat> that's a big trap. It's a huge trap that I think all great men fall into 
when they are neglecting their family is that I'm working so hard for my family that I don't see my family. And I loved, uh, <laughs> I love seeing Joe Morton come back to his roots. Joe Morton was, you know, he created the, the skeleton and the technology of the Terminator. Um, and they go and find who the architect of the, the T-2000, or not the T-2000, but the Terminator, and it's Joe Morton. You know, you got this black guy in this nice house in the suburbs. There's this nice black guy who created the Terminator, the very thing that's supposed to uh, uh, take over and and make us extinct. You know, it's Joe Morton, Eli Pope from from Scandal. <laughs> so he, but he did redeem himself. He did redeem himself. I mean, what would you do? If the only thing that's kept you away from your family is now what you're going to use to save your son's life. I mean, he you've lost your wife. Now the only thing you can do is use the thing you've been working on all this time to save your son. Gotta do it. And he redeemed himself. And I'm glad that Cyborg had that redemption. Now the other thing was uh, uh, Batman and Alfred. Always a great relationship. Always a great back and forth. Alfred has always provided great leadership, uh, uh, a great balance to Batman to check him, like he always checks him. They tried to make it look like Batman was barking orders at, at Alfred, but in reality, many times, especially in the Nolan films, it was the other way around. Um, so that was dope. I love that. Uh, we need help. <laughs> Alfred's main, main theme to Batman, we need help. You know, you can throw hands, but you're going to get arthritis. Superman, all he has to do is fly up to the sun. And then the last thing was the villains. Steppenwolf, plagued by past failure. The desire to work up to acceptance. Kneel before the, the broker. I don't know who that broker was, but you kneel before the broker who's brokering, you know, Steppenwolf out to this planet to find the anti-masher. You know, I, I thought it was dope. I really loved his redemptive goal, his redemptive path. Um, that means so much more to me than just a guy swinging around an axe looking for the, the mother cubes, um, which there were three. It would have been cooler if there was four. But um, yeah, Steppenwolf was very about his business. He was very about his his dark side business, about dark side daddy's business. And um you know, it's like, I'm sorry, bro. He tried to, you know, swing on Superman with that axe. And he, God, this dude is so powerful. He froze it and cracked it in half. Like, why is Superman so powerful? But dang, you know, it's like, you know, you let this nasty, toxic Avenger put hands on you and beat you, which is, I mean, neither here nor there. That's not the real, uh, <laughs> It's not the real, um, whatchamacallit, um, my, my mind's drawing a blank, uh, Doomsday. That was not the real Doomsday. I don't know how they would have really shown that without him looking like the guy from the Power Rangers, you know, the guy that's all red muscle and got the crown and the mask and the silver stuff around him. I don't know how they would have shown, um, Doomsday without him making look like a Hulk with spikes coming out of him. I don't know how they would have shown that, but I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Deathstroke. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, not Deathstroke, Darkseid. Darkseid, um, shown as a delegator, shown in many great sitting scenes. We only got to see him fight once, but if we were to ever redo it and come back to this, we'd see those Omega Beams. We'd see, you know, Granny Goodness's girls. We see a little bit more of Wonder Woman. Um, so if we do see more of Darkseid, I'm already impressed with what I saw. You know, they used gobs and gobs and gobs of CGI, but I thought it was dope. Like, just dope. Great time. Um, this broker, I don't know who the broker is that uh, Steppenwolf is doing his Snapchat with or his Zoom call with through the the um, welded dark tower that's supposed to be this, you know, futuristic, you know, <laughs> FaceTime. I mean, he literally had FaceTime with this statue for this power broker. And I don't know who that is. So maybe I need to, you know, learn a little bit about him. Um, but Deathstroke, just a tease. Just a tease. Why are they teasing with Deathstroke? This is one of the most deadly, lethal, and qualified martial artists of the DC Universe. And I wanted to see more. They teased me. They teased me with him. Same thing with Joker. Joker, they had some fun with him. They showed him at the end. Classically funny. Classically crazy. Um, One-liners that you will never forget. I won't repeat them now. <laughs> but... All in all, it was dope. I loved it and thought they did a great job. So hope you liked it too. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share all these podcasts. And I appreciate your comments and we will do more in the future. So as stated, I love you all. Hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.